What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your diary? Hey, hey, it's Ty. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mike. And welcome to another episode of the It's Not Your Diary podcast. So, guys, we love what we're doing, and we believe that God definitely is working through us. And as we're on this walk towards generational healing, we'd love for you to walk with us. So if these episodes are helping you out in any which way, go ahead, like, subscribe, and comment, and go ahead and share. Thanks, guys. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's going on, Ty? <laughs> Nothing. How's it going? You know, you got me out of bed pretty early. For, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's going great. It's going great. Yeah. And yourself? Good. It's going pretty good. It's beautiful out today. It's not snowing today. Thank mm-hmm. God. It's mm-hmm. so warm outside. So. Yes. Facts, facts, facts. I'm going to get out there as well. Get some vitamin D. forward to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. For last week's episode, it was very needed as far as like how everything's going right now and how, you know, big the word toxic has gotten. And mm-hmm. just a little bit about the episode, we did go over what things are toxic. And we also introduced a new little thing we're doing. We're sending out the journal assignments daily. And, you know, so there's a lot of good journal assignments that people have already subscribed to that they're getting already. And yeah, I hope those are blessing y'all. And I hope y'all are finding them helpful. And so shout out to all our listeners out there around the globe. We just wanted to say thank you for, uh, you know, taking the time to listen and thank you for the support that you do give us and uh, the encouragement. Uh, it's just been awesome. Uh, the, the feedback has been nice uh, for those listeners who have taken the time to, you know, reach out to us individually. And uh, I think it's time to go ahead and pop that bottle, Ty. Let them know what's up. So we finally reached a thousand listeners. With- <laughs> <laughs> inserts on bottle pop. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing a giveaway. So we're going to choose somebody. We're asking everybody to go on our website, subscribe for the daily journals. And then in there, you can leave your testimony. So we just want to see how God has been using the podcast to bless you all. So if you go on our website, subscribe, fill out all the questionnaires, and we will be reaching out to whoever the lucky winner is. Yes, yes. We're looking for somebody to be a specific number. So if that is you, we will be reaching out to you soon. For sure. And the website is itsnotyourdiary.com. And you can also go and follow us on... On Twitter and Instagram. We are on Twitter and Instagram at It's Not Your Diary as well. Uh, we'd love to, you know, engage with you on there. We're, we've been thinking about doing some lives pretty soon and engaging mm-hmm. more on there. Uh, so, yeah, uh, give us a follow. Uh, we'd appreciate it. And we'd love to connect with you guys. And yeah, now we can roll into the next segment. About to get heavy pretty quick, I'd, I'd say. This episode is on grief. And we thought it was super important that we touched on this topic because we know with everything that's going on in the world right now, there are a lot of people grieving and a lot of people losing so many loved ones. And we want to make sure y'all have everything. That's kind of how this season is structured. It's definitely based off like the time that we're in. And for people who are looking for podcasts, we want to definitely make sure that God's people have what they need in this time. So it, 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 it might get a little heavy 
baby and it might bring up some feelings. But like we said, sometimes it is healthy to face those things. And if you feel like you're not in a place to where you can face them or want to listen, it's okay. You don't have to listen right now. You can always come back. But if you are somebody who's grieving in this time or you want to just learn a little bit more about grief, then stay tuned. For sure. All righty. So this next segment that we're about to get into is a testimony on grief. I would say it's just a testimony of uh, who God is during a time of grief. And uh, I was kind of hesitant to share it because it's still kind of new in a sense. But uh, yeah, he's been pushing me in that direction uh, since we've been thinking about it, Ty. So so yeah, uh, before I jump into this part, I just wanted to say I've, I've experienced loss in my life at a very young age. I lost my father at the age of 11. And a few years later, I lost a, a friend who was very close to me. Uh, we all did, Ty, you know, Danielle. And losses really impact, you know, everybody knows, you know, everybody who, who's lost somebody very close to them really impacts them, uh, you know, a lot. And so I would say that I never really grieved properly. I never, uh, you know, mm-hmm. took that pain and uh, did anything healthy with it, I would say. Also, like losing people, mm-hmm. like uh, really like now when people choose to leave, you know, in a relationship or a friendship or that kind of messes with me a little bit because it's like, wow, this person's like choosing to, you know, leave, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would never really grieve properly. Never. Like even when it was losing a, a girlfriend or something, I would not handle it well. Mm-hmm. It was just, I don't know, I would be overcome with emotion and all this. And uh, and the last time, you know, I, I had a girlfriend, I ran away from God. Like I didn't press into God. I didn't tap into him. I, I didn't call on him. I didn't do anything like that. Uh, But this time when I got broken up with, I cried out to him like immediately. I uh, just started really pouring my soul and letting him know. And and honestly, it also got to a point where I wasn't really even focused on the relationship. I was just focused on me and God uh, instantly, really, to be honest with you, because I know him and and I know also who I am. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I was able to just see myself and and be like wow god like i'm really far from you and that like really grieved me more than anything because without him i couldn't really be the person that i wanted to be in that relationship so that grieved me because i'm like man like he really let me know that i really need him i would say instantly prayer has been my main source of communication with god during this grieving process just mm-hmm. letting him know daily how i've been even when i would feel that negative emotion happening, that negative thinking happening, I'm calling out on God and I'm letting him know. And he's also been speaking to me and reminding me and encouraging me to take every thought captive every feeling captive to really wrestle with these things and and take a hold of them. And it's been really amazing how he's been using this grief to transform me, to to build me up and to strengthen me. Because honestly, before I would do anything, I would go to everything else but God. I would go to drugs, sex. I would go to other people to fill that void, anything to find the escape of this hurt uh, rather than sitting there, you know, and really dealing 
dealing with it, working through it. And I'm not saying that it hasn't just been God, you know, like God has placed people in my life to to just encourage me in, in ways that they haven't even known because it's not like I'm going to them to talk about the relationship or anything, but just to have fellowship and community around mm-hmm. me. That's a, that's a major thing because I would get into this hermit mode where I'm okay, I'm just in a box. I'm going to stay here until, you know, I feel better or whatever. But no, like I was actually, I'm actually like doing the things that need to be done uh, for myself, you know, and also when it comes to exercise, like I've been, you know, doing everything that, that should be done during a grieving process. And, and it's, it's just been really amazing. So after all that being said, like, I just wanted to give a testimony to anybody who's grieving out there from a loss to tap into God, to call on his name, that he is counting your tears. The Bible says that he counts your tears. And the Bible also says that a good word helps uh, the spirit. It's medicine to the spirit and it can lift up the crushed spirit. And I would just say, you know, pray and and seek after God, though it might be confusing. And you might think that uh, you don't know why this is happening to you, especially during this COVID season, because I know that we aren't even able to grieve properly, you know, Mm -hmm. when it comes to losing somebody because the because of the guidelines. But I just still would encourage you all to to seek him and to pray to him and and ask him for the help that you truly need during this time. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Praise God. He's good. He's good for sure. And thanks, Mike, for sharing your testimony. I feel like a lot of people definitely will be able to relate to everything you're saying, because I feel like even myself, I personally, uh, my recent situation with my grandma, I don't feel like at first I started off grieving correctly. It's like eventually it took a lot, but because sometimes I feel like uh, we try to be strong or we try to mask, you know, how we feel. But that being said, I did just want to give the people a definition because there might be some people who just want to learn more about grief. So then when they do, um, if they ever enter that point of grief again, they are prepared. So for those people, grief is deep sorrow and it's actually caused by a few different reasons. And it's not always just losing someone physically, but it can also be divorce or relationship breakup. It can be loss of health, losing a job. A lot of companies are laying people off, loss of financial stability, which those two go hand in hand in the time that we're in right now, a miscarriage or abortion, retirement, death of a pet, loss of a dream you cherish, a loved one's illness. So when our loved ones get sick and there's a lot of illness going on right now, loss of friendship, loss of safety after trauma, settling the family home, and then, you know, loss of a loved one, which is the one where normally when we think of grief, we automatically think of losing someone, but also we have to take into consideration that uh, it's not just losing someone. It can also be like so many other things. So in this climate of the world that we're in, grief is really affecting us. It's like so many different ways people are grieving in today. And it not only affects us emotionally, but also physically, mentally, the way we process our behavior. So um, turning to other idols like drinking or smoking and just how we respond all together socially, culturally, and spiritually. So some people, you know, we lose a loved one. We pull away from God because we're like, why did he allow this to happen? 
But grief is a process and we really have to go through the process. And it's actually five stages of grief. And I want to just break them down a little bit. Uh Uh, Stage one is denial. It's basically when we're telling ourselves like this can't be happening to me. And then the second stage is actually anger. And we're like, why is this happening? And you start to look for like who you can blame. And then we have bargaining where we're like, okay, make this not happen. And I'll do this, God, or, you know, make them come back. I'll always be there, you know, and I won't turn away from you. And then the fourth step is depression and sadness. And sometimes this is a step we can actually get stuck in. And it's Mm -hmm. where, you know, you're too sad to do anything productive. You don't want to shower. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to talk to anybody. You're isolated. And then the final step when it's like that step of that we're stepping up over is acceptance. And it's like, once you get to this step, it's like, okay, I'm at peace with this. And now I can go on living, knowing that they wouldn't have wanted me to be sad. And that's like the step where, you know, it's like, okay, I'm getting through this. So you kind of notice if you are at a place where you are grieving anything that you will eventually get to that point. And acceptance is at the end of the step. So don't expect to reach acceptance like right away, but still strive for it, even though it'll be a very tough process. But I really want to let y'all know that you shouldn't be afraid of the pain. It was another episode where we talked about pain. Don't be afraid. It's going to be tough. And again, we have to realize that life is suffering. And like we said, the sooner we accept that, the easier things can be for us. Right, right. Hey, um, on those five stages you know it's been really trippy because i was looking over the notes and i had seen that and i also seen some the same thing online and i'm just like okay god because when i told you that i called out on them and just like looking at my life and i'm just like man because at that time not only did i lose you know relationship i was just laid off like a few weeks ago maybe prior to that and like the prodigal child like really just lost everything you know, mm-hmm. and that's when I was just like, you know what, like I need to go back home, you know, and but I honestly like I really I don't know if I've been going through these stages or not to be truthful with you, like because and I'm not saying that everybody is good. I don't know how God is going to work in your life. I don't. Everybody is different. Everybody's mm-hmm. journey is different. Yes. But you might I, not go through all the stages. Right. And, and like he's just been like really rejuvenating, restoring me and keeping me in this peace. I've never experienced it before. And it's been quite wild because I'm like, okay, what are you doing here? Like, I should be feeling the stage. I like, you know, because I've gone through, the, through those stages before. And yeah. even sometimes I've been thinking like, man, like, like, what are you like? Why? You know, like, why are you being this good to me? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like it's it's to me, it's just I can find no other answer but grace. Yeah. And, you know, and his love for his yeah. children. But I'm like, it's I don't feel like it's fair because I know that I deserve to go through these stages because those are tough stages to go through. You know, if you're listening right now and I just wanted to, to encourage you, even if you are going through those stages, to do your best to keep your mind fixed on him. The Bible talks about that he will keep you in perfect peace. And also a, another scripture that we've talked about before is Philippians 4 
was it six through eight? And at six, it says the very first line is be anxious for nothing. And Ty, I came across that the other night, just going through my notes. And that hit me so much differently, like be anxious for nothing and not even this COVID season and right. and not even during stages of grief, because like grieving is a cure. Uh, you know, grieving is something that helps you transform mm-hmm. and uh, and God is with you during this grieving process. So don't feel like you're alone. And you also do have people who are, you know, there for you. So do your best to, to try not to get in your head and to, you know, go through these scenarios and go through the, oh, I should have did this or I could have, you know, done this or, or man, maybe if I would have spoken to this person before or, you know, before they passed or something, or I wish, you know, or mm-hmm. going through so many, you know, what ifs and should haves, you know, like try not to, to spend too much time in that because you can get into that cycle of depression and the, I wouldn't say it's a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the main thing that we kind of forget sometimes is that grief is a natural part of life Mm -hmm. and we all are going to deal with it differently and the best way to deal with grief is to handle it your way like whatever feels good to you in that moment like go through all of those emotions allow yourself Mm -hmm. to feel everything you're feeling Mm -hmm. and then still doing the things that still bring you joy so that you don't get caught in a specific stage of grief because you want to, like, once you get through it, it'll really allow you to grow. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that sometimes we forget, like, we neglect taking care of ourselves because we're so caught up in how we feel. And then we really do start to feel isolated and alone and just terrified and so damaged and angry. Ask yourself, what can I do to not feel like this? And I, like, I understand it is so hard because this season that we're in, it has us stuck in the house. And it's like, you want to get out and get fresh air, you know, go for a walk. Getting up, getting dressed and going out just to walk around the block twice a day, you know, just keep going because you don't want to come to a point where you can't move, like you physically can't move because you are so sad and you have just let what you're going through and your sorrow to just take over. So and definitely still communicating with others, you know, you don't want to isolate too much but still allowing yourself, you know, today I don't feel like going anywhere. Okay. But tomorrow I have to try to get out, you know, and not pushing yourself too fast, too soon. And a few things that you want to try to avoid if you can, like if you are in this space where you can avoid social withdrawal, like, yes, we're all in the house, but can I get on Zoom if I'm in the house alone or if I'm in the house with someone, maybe I should just talk to them. And I know like a lot of times we get into this space where we don't really want to talk to people and want to let them see us be that vulnerable. But when you're grieving, talking to anybody, even if it's the dog, definitely journaling and writing down your feelings, like getting them all out, expressing how you're feeling just to get it out. Just say it to anybody, scream it in the shower, anything, getting that out Mm -hmm. and paying attention to your thoughts, not ruminating. You don't really want to dwell on those negative thoughts for too long, even though you want to allow yourself, if you have negative thoughts, okay, I'm processing this negative thought, but be aware of what you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. 
And then be careful with the self-medicating. Again, you don't want to get stuck because you can easily get stuck in that sadness because you're not allowing yourself to feel it. Like it's not going to just go away in order to process how you feel, no matter what that feeling is, no matter who you are, male, female, child. Whenever we are having certain emotions, we have to allow ourselves to feel them because emotions are healthy. Feel it, process it, understand why you're feeling it, and then continue to kind of move to the next thing. Even if it's just like, okay, I'm feeling this way, I need to just tell somebody, or I'm feeling this way, I need to just journal about it. Just getting that out and not letting those negative thoughts stay in. Like, even if you're upset with the person who's gone, who's left your life, who's passed away, who was divorced, even if you're upset with someone, be upset. And if you're in a place where you can't tell, them, write it down, you know, write them a letter, express those feelings because then you'll feel better. And then another thing that we should try to avoid is not skipping exercise. So if you were someone who exercised often before this happened, continue to keep your same routine. If you feel like, oh, today I just don't feel like it. Okay. Allow yourself to have that, but still getting back to it. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the biggest obstacles that some people may be facing today is because we used to use the gym as an escape, yeah. you know, and they can't even do that. And it's been, it's kind of uh, tough to keep doing jailhouse workouts, um, mm-hmm. but do your best to fight that. Like, oh man, I can't even go to the gym and lift weights. Like you got to fight that, you know, you have mm-hmm. to really have to fight that because it does help you a lot. It gives that brain oxygen. Your brain needs the oxygen. Yeah. And it's a natural like antidepressant. And then the last thing that I feel like I fall into whenever I, my emotions are just like all over the place. It's like eating too much sugar because sugar is actually a mood depressant after it's, you know, leaving your system because it'll kind of give you a little sugar rush. And then once it's gone, you're like feeling worse than you were feeling before. So if you can avoid that, that's also a good tip because you don't want to, again, be suppressing how you feel with the sugars and the sweet stuff because it just makes you feel good in that moment. Finding healthy sugars, I guess, would be better. Yeah, fruits. Yeah, fruits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. fruits anything organic. Mm-hmm. Um, Smoothies. But those artificial uh, sugars, you got to, mm-hmm. you know, try to stay away from. I know I would just say cut it out, uh, but I know everybody's different and everybody has their vices and everybody loves a ho-ho every once in a while. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Or a Twinkie, I don't know who was it. Because y'all fancy, but uh, yeah, I actually uh, read a something from Doctor CB that uh, in your gut it's like ninety percent produces like ninety percent serotonin or something. So literally, mm-hmm. you know, if you're stuffing your face with the junk uh, and you find yourself sad and depressed, it could be a factor of what you are intaking into your body. So yeah, honestly, I've been loving this grieving process. Like it's it's been amazing, and everything that Tyra said about even like reaching out with a friend. Every time that we've been, you know, linking up beforehand to do the podcast, we'll have a rundown, and I'm like thanking her because you know we're just talking, you know, and it's been great, and it's been such a medicine to my soul just to really share like what God's doing in my life, hearing what God's doing in her life, and it's so cool that God 
it has, you know, really has your back. But you have to want it, though, you know, mm-hmm. um, because we can regress during these stages of grief. Do you want to give uh, some myths about grief, though? Because yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, think- there's definitely a lot that we sometimes believe. So and I feel like y'all should write these down. The myths are sometimes people think the pain will go away if you ignore it. And then we'll think that we have to be strong for everyone around us. And then if we don't cry, it means we aren't sorry for the loss. And sometimes we think grieving should last only a year. And then sometimes we think we have to forget about the loss in order to move on with our life. And all those things are all myths. Like the pain won't just go away if you ignore it. It'll manifest itself in another way of your life that probably won't be the healthiest way. And then thinking that we have to be strong. That was one thing when my grandma passed passed away, I just, I felt like I needed to be strong because she wouldn't have wanted me to be sad. And that was just a horrible way of thinking because it wasn't about her. Like I should have really just taken off work and just taken time to just deal with how I was feeling. But instead I only allowed myself to deal with it, like in my car rides home. And it just wasn't the most healthy thing of like feeling like I just needed to be strong. And I also didn't want people around me to feel uncomfortable, but like it wasn't about them. And sometimes I think we feel like, oh, well, they won't know how to respond. But sometimes it's not about how somebody responds. Sometimes it's just about us getting out what's inside. Even though they might not know how to respond, they might just be able to listen to what we have to say. And if you want somebody that's going to be able to respond and somebody that's going to be able to tell you you, somebody that's going to be able to tell you exactly what you should be doing in this time, that's probably more so a therapist. When you feel like you need something from someone and you're not just trying to vent about how you feel, that's when you should seek professional help because our friends and family, they don't necessarily know what to say all the time. And they might say something that makes us upset. So don't have those types of expectations for them. And I'm also going to give you a few things that you can remember for those people. I know we're in a time where like some of us can't go to therapy and, you know, the online therapy is a little costly. So I'll give you a few tips to kind of help in that situation. But I do advise anybody who isn't needing to talk to someone who needs to work through, they don't understand how they're feeling and you need to work through that, I would advise you to seek a therapist and you can still try the steps that I'll give you, write them down. I want you all to always remember six steps and the first one is to acknowledge your pain. The second one is to accept that grief can trigger a lot of different unexpected emotions from past things that probably have nothing to do with what's going on right now. The third one is your process will be your process. Don't expect it to look like anybody else's process and don't let anyone tell you what your process should look like. Mm-hmm. Number four is to Seek face-to-face support, whether it's people in your family, whether it's a therapist, like we said, make sure you are getting that face-to-face support so that you can vent, so that they can kind of see where you are. And, you know, we need that type of support. Number five is support yourself emotionally by taking care of yourself physically. So you want to make sure to maintain a healthy level of emotional health. You want to keep taking a shower. You want to keep 
eating. You want to make sure you're at least getting up. Do five jumping jacks and get back in the bed if you need to some days. But making sure you're not neglecting yourself physically. And then thing number six, truly recognizing the difference between grief and depression because one of the steps is depression. So we can go through the process and never reach acceptance. And then, then we're entering that depression and that can last a lot longer. And so just being aware that you could possibly end up stuck in one of the steps of grieving. I was I was thinking also about acts of service. Mm. What what do you think about that? Like, do you do you feel like acts of service could also be a uh, a helping tool during grief? Like them actually, or somebody doing something for them, or them doing them doing you know something for others. Mm-hmm. But like acts of service, like helping others while you're grieving, I think that's a good tool as well because it's like you're using that pain for good. You're using that pain like because you're I feel like you're you're more sensitive and more like aware of other people's pain when you're in pain. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, like, well, let me help you, too, because we're, we're, we're still able to help, you know, even though. And I feel like uh, I have read, you know, that, you know, that that is love when you're able to help others while you are yourself are grieving. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. Uh, and I and I resonated with that because it, it definitely does help, you know, that you're not just looking to be served, but you're looking to serve, you know, you're looking, mm-hmm. you know, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah, that's that's just a thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. And a few emotions that you might just recognize. I just want to share. You might recognize that you feel shock, disbelief, sadness, guilt, anger and fear. And those are all healthy and normal. In that situation, you want to make sure that you're just acknowledging how you feel, no matter how you feel. And you might physically feel fatigue, nausea, lowered immune system, which is not so great right now with the COVID going around. So make sure you're just being cognizant of how things are going. You might also um, experience some headaches, pain or insomnia, not able to sleep, weight gain or weight loss, just, you know, eating, having too much sugar, not taking care of yourself physically not eating, just being aware of those. I did find a scripture for you all. And this is something that I want to, if you are grieving, you need to either go to your Bible and take a picture of this, download the Bible app and screenshot this scripture, save it, create an image of it. Psalms 121 verses three through eight. I really wrote down one through three and then five through eight, but you can just save all of verses one through eight. And I'm going to just read Read it for you all. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Amen. A lot of times we feel very alone and we feel like grieving is just something that's so hard and other people just don't get it. But I want you all to always 
always remember Psalms 121. Like he will watch over your life. This is a promise. And that's why I want y'all to say this. If you're grieving, no matter what happens, there's nothing that we can do to stop grief from happening. It is a healthy part of life. So the sooner that we can find different ways, healthy ways to deal with life's hardships and life's tests and the waiting seasons that we're in, the easier our lives can be when we come out of these things or when when we step into these things, when we step into the grieving process, when we step into a waiting season. And once we're able to just accept that life is suffering and we get these handy tips to just go through the motions and do it in a healthy way, like the better off we'll be. So definitely save this. And whenever you're just feeling extremely alone and just broken and like you don't have anybody there and like you can't talk to anybody. I just want you to read over this scripture like over and over and over until you have memorized it to the point where when you're starting to feel that way, you it just automatically pops up in your head. And don't worry about how you're feeling. Like it's okay. You have to go through this to be stronger. Trust in God's plan and never ever forget he is your help. How am I going to get through this? You know, I'm feeling so sad and so broken. I feel like I lost a huge part of myself. How am I going to get through this? Always remember, God is my help. He's going to get me through this. There is joy on the other side of this. Never forgetting that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ty. You're welcome. Just uh, real quick. Uh, one thing that I'm remembering is that it's it's not all me that has to do the work. And when you're grieving and choosing healthy ways to grieve, you're giving God an opportunity to really work in your heart and to transform your life and to come out of this in a way better way than you actually came into it. And it's kind of weird to think like, what, how could I be any better than where I just came from, from having this person in my life? life or whatever, but losses are part of life and life isn't all about winning. And it sucks to hear that, but you know, that's just the reality of it, that we are going to lose and we're going to lose people and we're going to hurt. But at the end of the day, God is sovereign. He is love. And we have to trust and believe, you know, every time we pray that he is listening and that he is wanting to work in your life and he will work in your life and that he is protecting you and he is shielding you. So when you do pray, please believe that your prayers are being heard and your prayers are being answered and that God is working for you, you know, more than you are working yourself. So, Mm -hmm. so when you are tired, take that rest, go to sleep. Don't feel like, oh, I got to keep going because I got to get over this or just go to sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, let, let the, you know, let him minister to you, let him minister to you while you sleep, you know, and rest is one of our greatest tools that we have. So get some sleep too, you know, sleep. And I know everybody is different, uh, like you said, and God knows you best and so do you. So that's why it's it's so important to get into connection with God so he can minister to your heart and let you know, hey, this is where you're at and this is where, you know, I'm going to take you during this process. So, yeah, I just wanted to encourage you all with that as well. Thank you for that. And uh, we have our quote of the day. Yeah, our quote of the day is... Uh, 
by Earl Grohlman, whoever you are. Thanks, Earl. But this this one just resonates and fits so well with today's episode. The quote goes, grief is not a disorder, a disease, or a sign of weakness. It is an emotional, physical, and spiritual necessity, the price you pay for love. The only cure of grief is to grieve. Mm, I love it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Earl. So for this journal assignment, it's going to be a little different because I feel like this episode was really put on our hearts for someone special. Like there's one person who's grieving or a couple of you who's grieving and they're going to be searching for a podcast and they will stumble upon this episode. Like this is for you. And God really wants you to face the pain that you're going through. So for you, whoever you are, God really needs you to identify your pain and he can heal your broken heart like he really can like he made a promise to you and he knows that you're broken he knows you're dealing with this pain so I really want you to write down every uncomfortable feeling that you're having and every pain point of losing that special person and then I want you all to um, pray over the words that you write down and he's really just asking asking you to give him one year to really show you that he can bring your joy back. And uh, I want you to write down this prayer. It goes, God, I'm giving you these feelings because I'm not strong enough to carry this pain, but make me stronger, Lord. I want to be filled with your strength, filled with your peace, and filled with your love and your purpose for my life. Write down, amen. And after that, write down, it is done Mm. because it's already done and you don't have to keep carrying the burdens that you're carrying. You don't have to be strong for anybody. God is really trying to be that strength and he's pulling, 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 and you're pulling away and you're fighting it, but you've lost someone or a relationship. There's people dealing with a lot right now and he really wants you all to really face what you're going through so he can have your heart. Mm -hmm. If you subscribe to the journal assignments, we'll be doing a little different. It won't be based on this topic, but those journal assignments will be emailed out a completely different topic. It'll be more interactive. So y'all be on the lookout for that if you are subscribed. So just want to let y'all know that before I forgot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Don't forget, uh, check out our website. It's not your diary.com. Go ahead and uh, subscribe. Uh, fill out the questionnaire and we are looking for a specific number to do this giveaway for and yeah we're excited yes we definitely excited and if you know anybody who's grieving right now if you know anybody who has lost someone or has gone through a divorce or has lost a child or had a miscarriage or anything from that list like if you know somebody who's dealing with or going through their grieving process right now I do want to ask that you share this with them you know that this could help them if you're seeing that they're not really handling things and you don't really know what to say to them use this as a tool or just send them this episode I know that God was trying to get this to some 
somebody who's going through something and yeah y'all have been sharing thus far God has really just been working through you all and I hope that whoever you are who is grieving I really hope that this message could really help you and really does penetrate your soul and really allows you to start this healing process because once you come out of it you will be better stronger and yes you won't ever be the same person that you used to be and don't strive for that person but strive to be better stronger a better person a stronger person whose faith is stronger you know really turn to God in this time and he will bring back all of your joy amen amen and uh, a preview to next week's episode Ty yes next week's episode it's not your diary spirit control life versus flesh control life yeah (laughs) tune in next week it'll be lighter it'll be fun and we really breaking down spirit and flesh so tune in yeah we're looking forward to that one all right guys have a great rest of your week and do your best out there yes or inside yeah i hope you somewhere where the weather is nice and the sun is shining but you know it was just snowing here so y'all stay safe stay healthy wear your mask be careful with those gloves because i've been seeing some people sticking gloves in their purse after they touching everything so just be careful be intentional be blessed We love y'all. Thanks for your support. And we will catch y'all next week. Yep. Later. Bye.